Hello again, everyone. Today is Sunday, February 14th here in the Philippines, and I want to welcome you to the next edition of my Zanukkast. My name is Tom Kuntz, and today I want to share with you an experience that has changed my life forever. So with that, let's get started. On Christmas Eve in 2001, I was helping a member of our ward split some wood. For the sake of this podcast, I'll call him Rick. I had rented a log splitter and had finished splitting my own logs, so brought the equipment to Rick's house to split some wood for him. You see, he depended on a wood-burning stove for heat during the winter. Because the next day our family was going to fly to Idaho for Christmas, I was in a hurry, and in that haste, I failed to pull my gloved hand away from the top of the log before, with my other hand, I pulled the lever that split the log, and unfortunately, my thumb with it. Ouch. Our Ward Relief Society president had just stopped by to drop off some Christmas goodies to this good man and his children. She ended up serving as the driver to take me to the emergency room. I am happy to say that they were able to sew my thumb back together, and we still made the flight to Idaho the next day. And Rick finished splitting his logs and was kind enough to return the splitter to the rental company. Years later, I began thinking about this same man. Looking back, it was undoubtedly a prompting of the Spirit to go and find him. I hadn't seen him in years, and really had begun to wonder what had happened. The ward boundaries had changed, and we were no longer in the same ward. I asked around a bit and concluded from the answers I received that indeed no one had seen him in years. And even though his records were still in our stake, it was likely that he no longer lived where he had previously, and it would be difficult to find him. I told myself I had done my due diligence and managed to put thoughts of him out of my head. Then in early November of 2012, I again felt the Spirit whisper to me that I needed to go find this brother. So with a renewed desire to be obedient, I drove to that same house where he lived that day when we were splitting wood and my thumb, knocked on his door, and when no one came, I felt impressed to leave a note asking him to call me. But I heard nothing. A week or so later, the Spirit again told me to go out to this same home, Again, I went with the same result. The house looked lived in, but I could, I could see into the windows and there did not appear to be anyone there. Again, I left a note with my phone number asking him to call me. But again, nothing happened. The day before Thanksgiving, as I was praying that morning, the Spirit again told me to go see him. I got dressed and immediately drove out again to the home. This time, there were two little dogs on a tie line, so I was pretty sure someone was there. But I knocked and knocked and no one came. I left a note for the third time, inviting him to come and enjoy Thanksgiving dinner with us the next day. But still, I heard nothing. During the Christmas break, as I was praying about what the Lord would have me do next in regards to this man, the Spirit whispered to me to write him a letter. I had been studying about the premortal existence, and that day the Spirit whispered to me that he had been a mighty and powerful spirit in premortality, and that one of the reasons that he had had such a tough life was because Satan had worked doubly hard on him to keep him from being a powerful spirit here. So again, with the desire to be obedient, I wrote the letter, gave him my cell phone number, and asked him to call me. Once again, I heard nothing back. But interestingly, after that, the Spirit seemed to stop urging me to try and contact him, even though I prayed to know what the Lord would have me do next. Another month went by, and then on the morning of January 25th, I woke up and noticed I had a missed call from a number I did not recognize. Now, now that's not so unusual as a wrong number during the night occurs from time to time, but what was unusual was that the caller had left a message. When I listened to the message, this is what I heard. 
Tom Kuntz, this is Brother Rick. I need your service. I need your thumb again. Please call me as soon as possible, probably in the morning when the switchboard opens. And then he left the number where he could be reached. After finishing a few work calls on Friday morning, I called the number around 8.30 a.m., and he answered it. Turns out he was in the VA hospital down in the medical center in Houston. He had had a massive heart attack on January 19th, the prior Saturday, and was calling about getting a blessing. He said he wasn't sure if he was worthy of a blessing or not, but that he would sure like one. He had reminded me of an experience where a friend and I had given him a blessing over 10 years ago for a lump near the top of his rib cage that had miraculously disappeared right before he was to be wheeled in for surgery. He was hoping for another miracle. I assured him that he was a beloved son of God and that he was worthy of a blessing and that I would find someone and come down and see him. This was a man whose heart had been softened. He told me that every time I had come to his home that he had been there, but he was in a back room with the TV on and could not hear the knocking. Each time I left a note, his son, when he arrived home, brought it in to him, but he did not want to talk to me. In fact, he told me that I was the last person he wanted to talk to. You see, I had served as his bishop right before he became less active. After his heart attack on the 19th, it took him a few days to soften his heart. And on Thursday, the 24th of January, he explained to me that he finally told Satan to get out of his room. And then he told his now grown daughter to go to his house and find my phone number so he could call me. He finally got the number around 11.30 p.m. and he called me at 11.57. Fortunately, I had a light morning of work that day and so I called a few men until I found a member of our high priest group that would go down with me. As we drove down to the VA hospital and gave him a blessing, it was a wonderful time to reflect on some of the experiences that I'd had with this man. It turned out to be a marvelous experience. As we left, he told me that he loved me, and I told him that I loved him too and that I would do anything for him to help him. Well, this was three years ago, and the end of this story remains unwritten. He ended up getting a stent rather than bypass surgery and has recovered nicely. In 2014, the ward boundaries were again redefined, and this good man came back into our ward, and I was assigned as his home teacher. We've spent many hours together in conversation. I've put his name in the temple nearly every week since early 2013. The day before we moved to the Philippines, I was released from my state calling, and this good friend came to state conference that day as a show of support. While we were home for Christmas in 2015, his new home teacher felt inspired to call and invite him to the Christmas dinner right before the event and he came. I was able to see him there. It was a wonderful reunion. This is a journey. Since the day I had a glimpse of his premortal greatness, I have felt the love Heavenly Father has for this good man, and I have felt the call to help him come back. This story has been so meaningful to me because it has reinforced that the Lord truly loves this good man. The Spirit had been working me for, with, had the Spirit had been working with me for three months of advance of his heart attack. The Lord had been trying to soften his heart a little at a time and then finally sent him a big wake-up call. It has been humbling to see the Lord's hand so directly in my life and his. How grateful I am for the Spirit of the Lord and the impact it has in all of our lives. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this edition of my Znutcast. Until next time, keep the faith.